Section 25 A Book of American Explorers This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rita Boutros A Book of American Explorers by Thomas Wentworth Higginson Book 5 The French in Canada Part 3 Cartier ascends the St. Lawrence as far as Quebec. This took place on Cartier's second voyage. He sailed from St. Malo, May 19, 1535, and reached the mouth of the St. Lawrence, which he ascended, hoping to find a passage to the west. Our captain then caused our boats to be set in order, that with the next tide he might go up higher into the river to find some safe harbor for our ships, and we passed up the river against the stream about ten leagues, coasting the said island, at the end whereof we found a goodly and pleasant sound, where is a little river and haven, where, by reason of the flood, there is about three fathoms water. This place seemed very fit and commodious to harbor our ships therein, and so we did very safely. We named it the Holy Cross, for on that day we came thither. Near unto it there is a village, whereof Donacona is lord, and there he keepeth his abode. It is called Stadacona, as goodly a plot of ground as possibly may be seen, and therewithal very fruitful, full of goodly trees, even as in France, as oaks, elms, ashes, walnut-trees, maple-trees, citrons, vines, and white-thorns, that bring forth fruit as big as any damsons, and many other sorts of trees, under which groweth as fair tall hemp as any in France, without any seed, or any man's work, or labor at all. Having considered the place, and finding it fit for our purpose, our captain withdrew himself on purpose to return to our ships. But behold, as we were coming out of the river, we met coming against us one of the lords of said village of Stadacona, accompanied with many others, as men, women, and children, who, after the fashion of their country, in sign of mirth and joy, began to make a long oration, the women still singing and dancing, up to the knees in water. Our captain, knowing their good will and kindness toward us, caused the boat wherein they were to come unto him, and gave them certain trifles, as knives and beads of glass, whereat they were marvellous glad, for being gone about three leagues from them, for the pleasure they conceived of our coming, we might hear them sing, and see them dance, for all they were so far. The next day we departed with our ships to bring them to the place of the Holy Cross, and on the fourteenth of that month we came thither, and the Lord Donacona, Tegdoagni, and Domagagea, with twenty-five boats full of those people, came to meet us, coming from the place whence we were come, and going toward Stadacona, where their abiding is and all came to our ships showing sundry and diverse gestures of gladness and mirth except those two that we had brought to wit tegnoagni and domagaia 
who seemed to have altered and changed their mind and purpose, for by no means they would come unto our ships, albeit sundry times they were earnestly desired to do it. Whereupon we began to distrust somewhat. Our captain asked them if, according to promise, they would go with him to Hakelaga. They answered yea, for so they had purposed, and then each one withdrew himself. The next day, being the fifteenth of the month, our captain went on shore to cause certain poles and piles to be driven into the water and set up, that the better and safelier we might harbor our vessels there. The day following we brought our two great ships within the river and harbor, where the waters, being at the highest, are three fathoms deep, and at the lowest but half a fathom. We left our pinnace without the road, to the end we might bring it to Hakelaga. So soon as we had safely placed our ships, behold, we saw Donacona, Tegnoagni, and Domagaia with more than five hundred persons, men, women, and children, and the said lord with ten or twelve of the chiefest of the country, came aboard of our ships, who were all courteously received, and friendly entertained both of our captain and of us all, and diverse gifts of small value were given them. Then did Tagnoagi tell our captain that his lord did greatly sorrow, that he would go to Hakilaga, and that he would not by any means permit that any of them should go with him, because the river was of no importance. Our captain answered him that, for all his saying, he would not leave off his going thither, if by any means it were possible, for that he was commanded by his king to go as far as possibly he could, and that if he, that is to say, Tagnoagni, would go with him as he had promised, he should be very well entertained. Beside that, he should have such a gift given him as he should well content himself, for he should do nothing else but go with him to Hakilaga and come again. To whom Tagnoagi answered that he would not by any means go, and thereupon they suddenly returned to their houses. The next day, being the 17th of September, Donacona and his party returned, even as at the first. After that, our captain caused the said children to be put in our ships, and caused two swords and copper basins, the one wrought, the other plain, to be brought unto him. And them he gave to Donacona, who was therewith greatly contented, yielding most hearty thanks unto our captain for them and presently upon that he commanded all his people to sing and dance, and desired our captain to cause a piece of artillery to be shot off, because Tagnoagni and Domagaia made great brags of it, and had told them marvellous things, and also because they had never seen nor heard any before, to whom our captain answered that he was content and by and by he commanded his men to shoot off twelve cannons charged with bullets into the wood that was hard by those people and ships at whose noise they were greatly astonished and amazed for they thought that heaven had fallen upon them and put themselves to flight howling and crying and shrieking so that it seemed hell was broken loose End of section twenty five